The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Lot Scene. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to quickly talk about Colorado. Man, this place seems to be just the mecca in the United States now for all of the epic jam band activities. And uh, I'm going to get into it a little bit with a Boulder, Colorado native. He goes by Drum Circle Guy. He's the guy you'll always find in a drum circle and lot. And we're excited to chat with him about his life. Also, Phil Lesh is coming by the studio to do his donor rap. And finally, we are going to talk with Joe Russo of JRAD. So rail a line and ride the rail. It's another episode of The Lot Scene. As a Disco Biscuit fan, uh, we were told that more or less the last 10 years have been what they now will deem set break, right? Somewhere around 2010 to 2019, the Biscuits were like, we were maintaining, but we weren't like pushing this thing. And now we're going to push it like we were before that and playing at the level we want to play though there had been plenty of plenty of great shows in the last 10 years that was wonderful to hear but you know one place in particular uh, they didn't really have a set break and i'm talking about colorado colorado for the last decade when it comes to the disco biscuits they begin spoiled rotten in fact it got to the point where i realized that's probably the only spot you need to see them at on an annual basis. And really, for a lot of people who live on the West Coast, the more time I've spent out here, I've realized that it's unpredictable. You're probably not going to be able to get a Disco Biscuit show in California. And you're, you know, every now and then are going to get some fish ones. But it's not a guarantee, like this summer. And so what I've come to find out is that a lot of West Coast people, to stay involved in the in their scene and see their favorite band will travel to Colorado and so that's going to either be Red Rocks or Dicks or Mission Ballroom or Boulder Theater or the Ogden I which you know these were all these places that uh, biscuits would go to and fish would go to and uh, I know there's plenty more jam bands but at least you know these hardcore east coast bands seem to not venture all the time past that especially the disco biscuits in the last 10 years and so that's kind of just the one spot a lot of west coast people will hit 
they they go to Dick's every year, or they'll do the Biscuits Colorado every year. And you know what? That's kind of the best move. Like, kudos. Based on the way that these bands play in Colorado, you'd be a fool not to go to them. And I'd be that fool, because I've never gone to see those bands in Colorado, foolishly. But I've watched a ton, and I've listened a ton, because how can you not? Because every time one of those two bands go to that area... All I'm flooded with is how it's the sickest uh, show ever, and when I couch tour, it generally lives up to be one of the best shows of the year every single year, especially during set break. And and even now, I mean, just kicking ass in Colorado. And with Fish, you know, kind of the same. I mean, they they will do really well in any various random city, but they always do well at Dick's. Like, if you only had to go to three shows, or if you had to do one run of fish, either you do Dick's or you do New Year's Rod. You're, if you go one of those runs, you're guaranteed that it's going to be epic fish. Just like if you go to see, you know, the Biscuits in Colorado, you're guaranteed epic Biscuits. And so that's the unifying thing here. It's Colorado. It seems like it has become the new Mecca. I don't know if the Mecca was on the East Coast. Was it New York? You know, it's hard to say, um, but growing up, the East Coast did did reign supreme. And if you still look at the tours of most of these bands, you know, a lot of them, the, the East Coast is is crushing the West Coast in terms of uh, of actual live dates. And and there have been some some West Coast based bands, String Cheese and and Sound Tribe Sector Nine, which I think come straight from Colorado and 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 uh, you know have a. a flourishing scene there and and lotus just at red rocks and it's like everybody comes to colorado and everybody flourishes in colorado and after going to red rocks last year i can i I get it i you know the it's the most uh concentrated group of jam band freaks anywhere in in the nation i think right now uh that's just the spot and so many good people live there and i'm just a little bitter i also feel a little fortunate because, you know, I, I was on the East Coast for the 2000s and, and through, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009 Biscuits. And then I, you know, come out to L.A. and it's kind of been stalled out. And I don't want to say that it's me. I don't want to say I'm the reason set break happened because I decided to move to L.A. I don't think I'm going to go that far, but it does seem convenient now that I think about it, uh, that they decided to take a breather after ATD decides to to get off tour and stop writing reviews. I see you. Okay, Biscuits. But, uh, you know, really nothing. I got one show in LA for as part of a festival lineup with Pretty Lights and Steve Aoki. <laughs> it wasn't ideal, Biscuits, for me uh, back in 2009, I think 2010. Uh, and then fish a handful of times, and they've actually crushed it at the Forum, crushed it at Hollywood Bowl, crushed it in Long Beach, um, Chula Vista, and, and fish has just been in beast mode in the last four years. So um, they made up for any uh, pauses in coming out here, and when they do come out here, they crush. Uh, biscuits, they, they definitely need to get their ass out here to California. Enough is enough. I know there's a lot of people who feel that way as well. We are all anxiously awaiting you know, they don't have to do the biggest place. They can just come, you know, do the Wilton or something. You know, that's what widespread does, you know, or, or something a little more low key. I, we get it. That's cool. That's even better, really. So just get your ass out of here, boys. Well, enough about my own personal gripes. Congrats. If you live in Colorado, 
and you have been living there for the last few years, last 10 years, you know, congrats. Like you, you just, if you're a jam band fan in Colorado, you're just absolutely on cloud nine. Like you're, you're killing it. You have so many amazing options all the time. Are you broke? No, you're not. I don't know why you guys like can see all the concerts and like ski every day and hike and, and be hyper competitive about how, um, outdoorsy and, and athletic you are. And, uh, and uh and still like have a job i don't really know how you guys do it in colorado it's <laughs> and you do and you and keeping those fucking smiles on your faces you guys really you, quality of life out there truly must be good uh says the jaded guy in la uh you keep killing it out there uh the energy is real you guys have a palpable energy and maybe the band bands are picking up on it when they come out there but everyone knows I think every jam band knows at this point that when they're going to go pl- go play a show out in Colorado, whether it's Boulder, Denver, or Dix or whatever, um, you know they're going to bring it, and that's so cool to know that that you're the destination for the for the bringing. You know, uh, that's great. It's such a you know hit or miss every other place. I mean, both bands again killing it. A lot of bands killing it right now. Um, but you know that any band when they come to Colorado is bringing it now, and that's you know. Walking little bastards. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, people from Colorado, I want to bring out our first guest, first timer here on the podcast. This guy is the guy that you always see in the drum circle at Lot. And when you're on Lot, of course, at some point before or probably after, you're going to stumble into the drum circle. And it's usually anywhere from, you know, five to 35 mostly shirtless spaced out dudes on drugs playing drums slightly off from one another and none of them seem to care and all of them seem extremely confident in what they're personally doing on the congo drums that that i guess they brought to lot with the intention of finding the other guys do they know each other these are questions we have here on the lot scene we want to get to the bottom of, of what's going on in that in that circle and uh you know really Pull a guy out and say, hey, you know, tell us about you and, and what you do and get a sense of, of the kind of people that uh, that go into those drum circles. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's bring out the first guest of the podcast. It's Drum Circle Guy. Drum Circle Guy, thank you so much for popping by the studio today. Thank you. I hope this will be an exercise for self-discovery well i don't i don't i hope so too that sounds kind of nice i don't even know what that necessarily means it means using intuitive drawing to generate insights for actualizing your highest self okay yeah i'm i i hope that happens too for you drum circle guy is that your name should i call you drum circle guy you can call me my my name Okay, and that is? My name is Reef. I'm sorry, what? Reef. Riff? Reef. Like coral. Oh, oh, Reef. Oh, Reef, like coral. Gotcha. That's your first name? Yes. And what's your last name? Coral. Your name is Reef Coral? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, Reef, I think... I just want to call you drum circle guy. Uh, okay. Drum circle guy. You can do that. You love jam bands. Yes. And you love to go see jam bands and you bring conga drums or? Yes, I bring my conga drums. 
I see you brought your Congo drums today. Yes. It's kind of actually kind of nice. Yes. I get why you play them. It's very soothing. Life is rhythm, you know. It's energy. Yes. And, and so we see you, drum circle guy, in the drum circle. And you're, you're just kind of playing along. Uh, are you on drugs when you're playing in the drum circle and lot? Yes. Do you need to be on drugs to be in the drum circle? Is that, like, required? No. But it does help to awaken the lucid dreamer you are from unconscious programming to live life in full alignment with your divine potential through multisensory practices for awakened embodiment. Okay, that's pretty heavy right there, what you just said. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, but... Okay, let's take a step back. Uh, what do you do when you're not at uh, fish shows and lots? Like, do you do you have a job? Yes, I have many jobs. I had a feeling you'd say that. Yes. What's your primary source of income? I am an ecstatic dance DJ. You're an ecstatic... What? Ecstatic dance. What is ecstatic dance? It's, it's dancing from your deepest place in your soul. It's dancing like no one's watching. So like dancing like when you're on drugs. Yes, but you're not on drugs. You're just truly being yourself and projecting who you are through dance. Okay. That's like something like a bunch of like hippies all do together. Yes. And you are a ecstatic dance DJ. So what do you, what kind of music are you playing for these what, like, are they, like, events or parties or mostly connection festivals? Or every Tuesday, I DJ at a thrift store. Connection festivals. Okay, that sounds like some hippie shit. So, at connection festivals, you DJ the ecstatic dance section or whatever. Are there a lot of DJs who are also doing ecstatic dance DJ sets? Oh, yes. Many, many. Now that's Well, that's scary how many uh, parents must be disappointed in their children. So uh, what kind of music do you play for people to ecstatically dance? Uh, mostly tribal minimal house. That sounds, I could picture that. And I play my conga drums over that. Oh, you're combining passions, it sounds like. I am simply spreading the ancient medicine of embodied prayer in a modern modality. Okay, but you're but you're also just DJing with like a laptop, right? Yes. And that's it. That's what you do for a living. You're an ecstatic dance DJ. You said you had multiple jobs, though. Yes, I am also a life coach. It's always the ones you least suspect. It really is when it comes to you, life coaches. I always thought that those people had to be like super successful. Are you like a millionaire or something? Did is that why you're a life coach? No. Okay. Well, I mean, do you have like a like a really nice home or like a really nice car. Like, I mean, justify being a life coach. No, I, uh, I don't own a home. I, I, uh, I rent. Well, I, I lease, I lease my car and I live in my car. It's a Subaru Forester. Okay. So you live, uh, in your car. Uh, sounds like you're broke. Yes. You're kind of, that's what you're, that's why you're a life coach, because it doesn't matter how broke you are? Yes. You know, we are co-creating this reality. And your reality is that you live in a car. You know, every time you give your energy away to a limitation, you are in the way of the solution. 
that exist within the infinite creativity of the universe. That sounded nice. I am not concerned with where I live, and how little I eat, and how I never match with anyone on Tinder. I am more concerned with how do we co-create a culture of care. Uh Uh-huh. I am a product of my manifestations. Are you? I am a catalyst for co-creative culture. What does that mean? It means it's a grounded path to embodied oneness. But what does that mean? It means I'm in a deep transformation in my life these days. Yeah, you transformed a car into a home by being broke as fuck. And I'm focusing on being present to what's emerging. Unifying our dreams and manifestations for growth, balance, and healing. Dude, but what are you manifesting? I am manifesting tools to cultivate and expand consciousness and actualizing our collective potential. So say that in English. I am manifesting that my parents once again send me more money. Now that's some tangible shit. That would probably really help you out. Yes. What do you what kind of stuff could you even possibly coach people on deep compassion yeah yeah and people pay for that yes only in colorado probably yes so like what do you what kind of stuff do you coach people on what does your inner child want that you can manifest with maturity and patience what do you do in a normal class to find your inner child's manifestations mostly we do intimacy circles. Okay. Divine play. All right. And acro yoga. Uh-huh. And a little bit of Reiki. Uh-huh. And visualization. Energy converging. Uh-huh. Holistic healing. Again, you're losing me. Heart-centered dance journeys. Way just so far beyond what I even understand about life. My purpose is to uplift a culture of connection. All right, drum circle guy. And you and you do that when you go to the fish shows and you bring your conga drums. Yes. And then you always find the other shirtless guys who also want to uh, get around in a circle and play drums. Yes. And you, and you see the same guys probably at the same at the, in, in the lot. Do you like are you like friends with these people? Some, yes. But my purpose is for myself. Well, we can often tell as passerbys when we listen to your drumming uh, that uh, a lot of you are in your own little world. It doesn't seem like there's much of a team effort happening sometimes. Every now and then, I'll be like, all right, they're kind of on us. Oh, they lost it. I mean, why do you do it? Why are you in there? I'm there to express deep gratitude for the frequency of infinite flowing waters, bathing me clean, healing every molecule with every drum beat. Washing my spirit anew. You really are into this drumming shit, huh? Yes. Well, drum circle guy, I guess before you go, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners of the Lotzine podcast? Yes. Raise your vibration and be the magnetic field to manifest what you see in your mind. Well, that's, uh, that's beautiful, man. And also, if my parents are listening, please, please, please send me a check. Do you even have an address? It's the Subaru Forester parked on Estes Lane. To Mr. and Mrs. Coral, uh, if you could send that check to Reef's car, that would be 
really helpful for him right now. Yes. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Drum Circle Guy. Our next guest was the bass player of the Grateful Dead. He is one of the uh, smartest and most prolific players of an instrument uh, in, in rock and roll history. We are so happy to have him here. And he wanted to come by, which I expected because this podcast is so huge, um, but he wanted to come by and spread a message. I think you might be familiar with this message, uh, but Phil did want to come on and do it here on the podcast. And of course, it's Phil Lesh of the Grateful Dead. You had it, you know, uh, you may have heard this donor rap before, but we're going to hear it again. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Phil Lesh. Oh, nice, nice little studio. Phil, wow, man. Absolute honor to have you here on the podcast, man. I'm, I'm kind of shaking right now. Ooh. Me too. But it's just because I'm old. <laughs> uh, you, other than being uh, one of the most phenomenal bass players of all time in any rock group, uh, still going, still rocking it, still out there doing some shows this year, right? Yo, I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be going on the road, so look out for that. Uh, I've seen you. I've seen you before, and, uh, you know, absolute pleasure, man, to be here with you. I know you wanted to come on here with a specific reason, and... That was about being a liver transplant survivor. Well, yeah, that, that is correct. Uh, I am a liver transplant survivor, and it's very important for me to get my message out and let everybody know they should be a donor. And so I like to say a few words at every show, and I wanted to come by here on the lot scene today and say a few words, if I may. Of course, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, you're Phil Lesh, so you, yeah, you made the wall of sound, Phil, so you can say whatever you want. Well, I just want to say, first off, that a few months ago, there was a YouTube video of Jerry Garcia, the late great, or rest in peace. Also, we had him on the podcast earlier this season. Did you? Yeah. Huh. Okay. And um, he was on YouTube uh, best back maybe in the 80s or early 90s saying on on tv that he did not think that rap well was music i i remember that for like a hot second it was like all over twitter yeah everybody was all up in arms saying that uh you know what does jerry know he doesn't even think rap is music and look at rap now and, yes yes of course of course i mean it was a different it was a different time and you know we didn't know if it was gonna last and you know i understand he said it was just more like what rhythm but it wasn't couldn't be classified as music. Is that what kind of with the YouTube? I think I remember watching that YouTube clip. Yeah, you know, something along those lines. And I just want to say, as a member of the Grateful Dead, you know, I bet if Jerry was here today, he would, he would correct himself. Rap is indeed a form of music. Well, that's nice to hear. That's nice to hear you address that. I know people were kind of talking about it earlier this year about how, you know, maybe that wasn't the, uh, maybe that correct uh, you know they're trying to cancel him or something but you know that's nice that you came out and said that well yeah um you know i wanted to make sure everybody knows that we uh, definitely think rap is the kind of music and uh to prove it actually i 
decided to do a little fresh new take on the donor rap. Oh god, that's right. And to do that, I'd like to bring out a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, Donna Jean Gotchow, a.k.a. DJ Gotchow. DJ Gotchow. DJ Gotchow in the mix. Holy shit. That's right. Pretty impressive stuff. Donna Jean. Wow. Okay. So you guys are just like fully jumping into this hip hop thing, I guess. Well, yes, Donna Jean uh, is quite invested in the hip hop community. She's lean, mean, and Donna Jean. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are here to do your Phil Lesh donor rap. That's right. All right. Well, if you can, I mean, do you need to like uh, warm up or are you guys good to go? Uh, I'm going to do a quick little. You sound about as good as it's going to get. DJ Gashel, you need to uh, warm up. Here we go with a hippity hop, hippity hop, hop, That's about as warmed up as you're going to be. All right, Phil. Take it away. All right, here we go. DJ Gacho, drop the beat. All right, let's go. DJ Gacho. I guess we'll give this a try. It's me, Phil. With a little reminder about me, I'm a liver transplant survivor. My homie Cody showed me generosity of spirit. Same day lives, and now you're all gonna hear it. Every show that I do, even if the drop-in guest, cause Cody and me are now a tribe called Lash. Cause it takes a G to look your mom in the eye and say, give my organs to this rich guy. So every time I rhyme, know it's straight from the liver. If it wasn't for Cody, I wouldn't be playing Big River. So donate your organs and do it now. It's me, the Lash Prince, with a DJ gush gal. You could donate your liver to somebody you never met. Someone give me a bladder so I don't pee every set. You can donate your life to listening to the dead and you can donate your face right off of your head. Someone saved my life and I hope to do the same. If you don't donate, I'll cry a box of rain. So what you want to do when it's time to act? People dying all around and that's no cap. Be like Cody and do it fast. It's me, MC Lesha. This has been my full donor rap. Bitch. Sorry, got it. I just wanted to say that one time. Thanks. 
gotcha. Wow, wow, wow. Whoa, that was really, that was something. That was, that was aggressively white and, uh, but pretty good. Ultimately, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, thank you so much, Phil Lesh and DJ Gotcho for, for coming by the uh, studio today and, and talking with us about being an organ donor. Thank you so much. And uh, can you guys please come back anytime? An absolute pleasure talking with you both. I would love to. DJ Gotcho on the ones and twos. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for coming by the studio. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Phil Lesh and DJ Gasho. Wow. All right, good to see that coming. Okay, time to bring out our final guest. This guy is an incredible drummer who's playing the music of the Grateful Dead and has been with the best Grateful Dead cover band out there. It is the incomparable Joe Russo. Hey, Joe. How are we doing today? Oh, I'm good, I guess. Yeah? You're all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah, you're good? Sure am. Yeah. Just, just, get, just get to the fucking questions. What? Just get to the fucking questions. Uh, okay. Uh, Joe, we were just speaking with Phil Lesh. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Yeah, of course I'm fucking familiar with him. I'm fucking playing his music. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he, you know, we didn't get to talk too much about music. It was more about being an organ donor. But yeah, I mean, obviously, here you are now in, in the biggest dead cover band in the world, really. I mean, you guys are, are, are absolutely, have just absolutely taken over the slot. And there are many, many Grateful Dead cover bands. Oh, <laughs> Sure are. Yeah, sure are. And I'm in one, too. Yeah, you are. You are in one, too. Yeah. Really can't believe I'm in a fucking dead cover band. You can't? You can't believe you're in a dead cover band? Why not? Yeah, I never thought I'd lower myself to that, but... Fucking A. I'm playing that silly jam music. Pays the bills, though. Pays Damn, the bills. dude. So, I mean, do you like the music of the Grateful Dead, even? Yeah, of course. Everybody fucking love it. It's great. It's just, you know, I'm still in a fucking cover band. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, like, but to say cover band, I mean, dude, there's a reason there's so many Grateful Dead cover bands. I mean, yeah, there's, everybody's in a Grateful Dead cover band. I'm surprised I'm not. But, you know, it doesn't mean... That it's not cool, like what? Just it's not original music or something that's what bums you out. Yeah. yeah, whatever though. Fucking ask me another fucking question. <clears throat> All right, let's turn. Yeah, maybe we can let's turn this around. Uh, so, see, so you have such talented band members though. I mean, right? Yeah, T Ham. Come on, man, you love Tom Hamilton, right? Yeah, I guess. It's like your boy. It's like it's like your dude. Come on, you guys have been playing together. On so much shit over the years. I mean, come on, right? You guys are like homies, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. Whatever, you know, he's kind of like feels the same way. But, but TM doesn't. TM. You know, just getting the money, okay? 
Yeah, he's a good guy. He's all right. But what about Dave Drywitz from Ween? Him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's great. I mean, Ween's awesome. Yeah, right? Ween's, Ween's awesome. Sure so what's, what's going on with you? Nothing, man. I'm just, you know, just, just ask me another fucking question, dude. What? Just ask me another... Ask me another fucking question, dude. Just fucking, you want to ask me questions? Ask me fucking questions, dude. All right. God, I didn't know you're so emotional, Joe. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. Let's go through my papers here. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Did, has anyone ever said you look like me? What the fucking? What do you mean? You, no one's ever said because be. I kind of feel like we look a little bit kind of similar. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like way, I'm like way better looking than you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought we were kind of more. I thought we were pretty similar, but yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. Look like this? Do I look like this? Do I look like this? Yeah, no. Just because like we're kind of like like gingerishy kind of looking dudes, you know. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that is that really your question? Uh, that was yeah. Uh, okay. This isn't going good. Fuck. Joe. Oh my God! Is that Joey? Oh God! Sunshine! Oh my God! Who's that? Sunshine! What are you? What are you doing here? It's so random that I'm here. I was just like stopping by the podcast area because I like needed to like wash my hair or whatever, and like there you are. It's so random. Oh, hey, Sunshine! Hey, what's going on, girl? Joe, like. Why haven't you, like, returned any of my texts? Um, I lost my phone. Or, like, my DMs. Yeah, I lost my phone. Or, like, when I tag you. Yeah, I mean, I lost my phone. Or, like, when I matched with you on Bumble. I don't have Bumble. I lost my phone. Or, like, when I emailed you. Uh, yeah, I lost my phone. Or, like, when I showed up at your apartment. You did what? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, my God, you're so funny. Uh, yeah, good. It's, it's really good to see you, Sunshine. I'm just kind of in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, he right is. Now. He's in the middle of an interview right now, Sunshine. So, not really the greatest time, you know. He's not in the first movie. Oh my God, Joe, just lighten up. You're always so moody. What? It's because you're in a fucking Grateful Dead cover band. Just get over it. We love the dead. I fucking worship the dead. Oh yeah, my God. It's cool. No, it's cool. I know. I know. I should be really like grateful. Like I should be really yeah. grateful. Like I'm really grateful. Like. You know, we used to go out. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of blacked that part out, personally. Oh, yeah, that's right, Sunshine. When you were on as our guest, you did yeah, mention that, that you that you did date Joe Russo. Joe, is that true? You dated Sunshine? Yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't fucking calling it, you know, dating, dating. Oh, oh, you guys had just like a bunch of sex. Oh, <laughs> it was a little bit more than that. Yeah, I mean, we like sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. We more a little bit more than sex. It was sixty nine two. So that sound that does sound like a little bit more than sex. I'm trying. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. She was. You know, she was just at a show. You know, um, back in the day. You know, me and Marco did a show at the Paradise in Boston, and and she somehow got backstage. I gave the security a couple bumps of cocaine. Well, yeah, like that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it works every time. <laughs> and uh, and then she came backstage and. Marco was off talking to someone and, you know, you know, next thing, you know, and I fucking, I don't know what I was doing. I was just fucking so down, you know, and just a little fucked up. So, you know, after the show and so one thing led to another and, uh, and we lived happily ever after. What? 
I mean, um, we banged in your tour bus. That's right. That's what we just began our wonderful adventure together. Oh, you, Sunshine, you really have such a nice positive spin on what happened between you two. And really a positivity that would do so well in Joe's life, it feels like. I mean, Joe, why don't you just, you know, what, what was wrong with Sunshine? She's a great girl. You know, she's got a fairly successful Etsy store. And, you know, she's just a girl looking to have fun with, you know, for some of her favorite uh, musicians. I mean, what's so wrong with that, right? It's pretty harmless, right? It, harmless? No. Yeah, no. She gave me, uh, gave me, uh, she gave me chlamydia. Whoa! Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, no, she definitely, definitely fucking, yeah, Sunshine, you fucking gave me chlamydia. Maybe you gave it to me. What? No, I know you gave it to me. Yeah, I did, but you didn't respond to any of my messages, so, like, I tried to tell yeah, you. well, you know, I got it, I got it cleared up fast. I mean, it wasn't, you know, just... You say chlamydia, I say chlamydia. You know, who cares? Fucking, the past is the past. Chlamydia is nothing, dude. I've had chlamydia. You've had fucking chlamydia? Yeah, I've had chlamydia. It was, it was easy, dude. I fucking took a couple pills. I was, you know, you can't have sex for like a week. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, well, you're not a fucking drummer in a band, all right? A week's a long time. Why? Yeah, well, I mean, dude, I've had bed bugs. Bed bugs are worse than chlamydia. Ew, you've had fucking bed bugs? Wait, bed bugs? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I could do, like, circle logo bed bugs. Yeah, no, that would be, uh, that'd be a terrible idea. Okay, listen, Sunshine, I'm just not fucking interested, okay? So, you know, I, I'm going on tour, and I, you know, I just, I just can't deal with it right now, okay? I just can't deal with you and just, like, being in a relationship or whatever. Oh, my God, I didn't say anything about a relationship. Jesus, do you see this about the Dave? It's like, whoa, I don't need any ball and chains, okay? I just need a couple balls in my mouth. <laughs> Whoa, what? Uh, no, I said claws. A couple claws in my mouth. I was talking about white claws. I need a couple claws in my mouth. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Whatever. Don't be fucking lame. Like, I know you, Ryder, are going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> okay? What'd you say? I said, I know you, Ryder, going to miss me when I'm gone. I know you, Ryder, going to miss me when I'm gone gonna, gonna miss, miss your, your baby, baby from rolling in your, your arms, arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Joe oh, sunshine you know you're right I'll totally bang you oh my god Joe that's so gross and also awesome totally down alright let's get the fuck out of here okay I gotta go rehearse some songs that were written 50 years ago all right. All right. Well, guess that interview's over. Bye, TV. Good seeing you. Bye, sunshine. See you later, Joe. Yeah, whatever. Cool podcast. Ugh, fucking jam bands. All right. Well, that was Joe Russo. And a little surprise from Sunshine. Always good to see her. I wish that couple luck, huh? They, they seem cute together. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode of The Lot Scene. I want to thank Drum Circle Guy. Phil Lesh and Donna Jean Gasho. Also, big thanks to Joe Russo and special surprise guest Sunshine. Next week, we're going to talk about weed. What? Marijuana. We're going to get into it a little bit. What has it been in my lifetime? It has changed so significantly in my life. What a crazy time to be alive and experience the shift. 
of weed from being illegal to legal. And we're going to talk about this crazy journey with no other than Spun Rob, of course. After that, we're going to speak with Charlie, who is an aspiring jam band musician. That's right, he's got a new jam band, and he's hoping they really take off. And finally, we're going to sit down, and I'm going to interview the incredible bass player for Fish, Mike Gordon. So I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. This has been The Lot Scene.